listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. So I got a chance to, to see the movie Devotion last week, right before Thanksgiving. And this movie stars Jonathan Majors, who I never I never heard of him or, or really seen him. I can't I can't picture his face in anything else. But it's a movie about the Korean War. And it's a true story based on Jesse Brown, who was the first black naval aviator. And this is 1950, 1951, a much different time in, in the history of the United States. And so you have, obviously you have the, the, the Naval Aviation Corps, which is the best in the world at the time and still today. You're talking about the best pilots in the entire world. Jesse Brown is the the only black person in this group and has to endure scrutiny, has to endure racism, has to endure being disrespected by other pilots, expected to score lower on tests. Even when he's offshore in various parts of the world, whether it's France or Italy, he has to deal with, with people who won't allow him to to come into their club or their restaurant, almost like Jim Crow laws in the United States. And he endures all of that and becomes one of the the best pilots in in that squad. And you watch you you watch his his metamorphosis as a pilot, as a man. He has a wife and a and a young, beautiful baby girl at home. And he's dealing with all of these things. He it it really encapsulates what Jesse Brown, whether it's the the Korean War, rather it's the Iraq War, rather it's Vietnam. It, it encapsulates what people who have served this country have had to deal with. And and I have Operation Song. I need to get Operation Song back on the show. They haven't been on in a few months. I know that they've been torn a lot, but I'm very supportive and, and have so much love and respect and appreciation for people that serve this country. People have had different political views on, on all the wars in the 20th and 21st century. And there are people that, that protested the war in Vietnam. There are a lot of people that didn't like the war in Iraq and Afghanistan. But to me, I'm, I'm focused on the individuals that serve that are doing their job that have, have made a commitment and are devoted to the United States of America. My roommate in college was a Green Beret. I just have the utmost respect for people that that serve the United States of America in combat. And what jumps off the page to me in, in the movie Devotion is not only you see what Jesse Brown has to endure, but just the, the preparation that he had to be great. In the movie, he was always prepared. He was always the first person up. 
getting exercise. The, the movie really chronicles a lot of the movie is on an aircraft carrier. So you have these huge aircraft carriers and, and these fleets of planes. These are state-of-the-art planes in 1950, 1951. You got to go through through naval school and flight school and all of that to just earn your stripes, just to have the opportunity to fly these planes. And then you're preparing in maneuvers for combat. And so that's time-consuming. One of his colleagues died in a typical maneuver, uh, crashed the plane into the ocean. So your life is always at risk. Every day your life is at risk. And you're on the naval ship. You're with all the other uh, midshipmen, I think is the right term. I'm not, I'm not a military expert. And there's a level of jealousy. There, there are people that don't think that, that there should be a black man flying a plane. And then there are other black soldiers on the plane that look up to you. They want to see you succeed. So you have that black versus white dynamic, unfortunately. But this is 1950s America. And he had to prepare. Jesse Brown, he had to be constantly prepared. As far as understanding the machine, reading the manuals. His mind had to be clear. When they would dock in a coastal city in France or Italy. Before they actually had to go into combat. In Korea, and I'm I'm a Korean war buff because I spent almost six months living in Seoul, South Korea. So I got a chance to, to take some classes at the University of Seoul and learn about Korean history, learn about North Korea, learn about communism, learn about how Japan and China have invaded Korea many times over the last five, 600 years. But they would dock in France and all the guys would go out, they'd have some drinks, they'd have some cigars, they'd meet some women. And Jesse Brown, who had a family at home, he didn't drink, he didn't smoke, he didn't get involved in any of that stuff. He always stayed sober. His mind was always clear, and it was deliberate. It was very metaphoric. It reminds me a lot of what I've seen in corporate America, that not only black men, but minorities, women, many ways have to be better, have to have their mind clear, can't get distracted and sidetracked by foolishness to play in the world that is dominated by middle-aged Caucasian men. There was a scene in the movie where they were in combat and Jesse Brown didn't take a direct order. It seemed like a, a judgment call. They were in combat. The mission was successful, but, but Jesse Brown was hit. He got written up. Even though the mission was successful, his, his commanding officer wrote him up. And he was almost going through the process of facing an insubordination charge. And those things jumped off the page. What also jumped off the page, and this was a really tear-jerking, difficult scene. It was great acting. There's this scene where he's talking to himself in the mirror, and he's, he's using all of these racial epithets that I can't say on radio. And how his colleagues called him names, called him a monkey, called him subhuman, all of these things. And he's saying it to himself. He's kind of building himself up. You see that in sports where guys that are not fast enough or not tall enough, they'll, they'll use that as fuel. And he was using these insults and racism and Jim Crow and the neighbors in the neighborhood that he lived in, not wanting to live next door to a black man. He was using all of that as fuel 
to be great. He was taking that hatred. He was taking the, the vitriol towards black people in 1951, and he was using it as fuel. Every commanding officer that told him that he was inferior, not good enough, couldn't make it, too stupid to fly a plane. And he's looking in the mirror. He has a book of insults that he keeps. And he's using that to toughen himself up so he can go out every day and perform. And that that was interesting to me. And, and that just that, that was hard to watch because you think about what that generation had to go through, the greatest generation, what they had to go through. We get mad when when a cop pulls someone over and drags them out the car, beats the beats the the tar out of them, which is awful. But in 1950s, 1940s, you're coming off of places places in the country, people still getting lynched. It's just completely different perspective of racism. We got people on 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 8chan trying to overthrow African American communities and trying to figure out how to subvert you know, you had Cointel Pro, but but back in the in the forties, back in, in the World War II, 1950s, you could be you could be a racist overtly. You didn't need you didn't need some underground chat room to use the N-word. You could just use it at school. You know, you could run on a campaign with that word and be successful in in, in Alabama, in Mississippi, in Louisiana, and places like that. So that that also jumped off the 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 page to me. And then finally, it made me think and grateful for, for the people that have served this country and not just black people, people of color, minorities, people that served this country, but didn't have rights domestically in the United States of America, but served, you know, in the movie, Jesse Brown, he dies. His, his plane is shot down. And he dies at 24 years old. All of that talent, all of that preparation, everything that he did, having a family, having a beautiful wife, writing her, uh, learning learning French so he could speak fluently when, when he was on the coast, docking. He didn't make it. Uh, he was in combat and got shot down, got in a crash. They couldn't, couldn't get him out of the plane. And he dies. And that was very sad. But you think of people that have made the ultimate sacrifice for our country and couldn't even go into a restaurant and eat or stay at the same hotel or go to the same hospital. And that was very profound to, to me, too. It just, it just makes me thankful and grateful for people that have served the United States of America. And it, and it shows that we've made a lot of progress in this country. We, we still got a lot, of, a lot of progress to make. But people that served, you know, in Vietnam, Korea, World War II, before civil rights, you know, I remember watching the movie Race, where Jesse Owens obliterated Hitler's Olympic team, and he came home to, and the president wouldn't have him to the White House. And serving your country back then has a completely different meaning than serving your country now. And and I'm just grateful to to people like Jesse Brown that made the ultimate sacrifice and and almost hold them within reverence and just grateful for, for all of those people that have served, especially when the United States was not a place where people of color, particularly African-Americans who were Negroes at that time had any civil rights at all. 
Paragon 7 Studio. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Classic sneakers I had. Patrick Ewins. Oh, the Ewins. The Ewins was hot. The, 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 the blue, orange, the and white. Got those. Yeah, got, yeah, a yeah, yeah. Those got a fresh pair. You got to bring those into the studio. You got to bring those And I got the, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Adidas. I didn't even know that he had a shit. What? And I got the Stan Smith. I'm telling you, these ones. I don't even ones, know what a Stan, Stan Smith, Smith is. Stan Smith was the Stan Smith, the green and whites, the official color. I got the official Pumas. The red suede, the blue suede. Official Pumas. Classic. So, we're Classic. Hold down. Up. Hold up. The first Air Force Ones. The Dunks. The Flights. Uh, what else was, was crazy? Uh, uh, the Hibachis. James Lewis. You talking about the Harachis or Hibachis? the Hibachis? I call them Hibachis, Harachis, okay. whatever. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It feels so good to be cared for. Back up now. Just a little more The feeling someone's always there Just to show how much they care The feeling you're not alone Now she's a part of your home With so much to protect each day Caring 